Welcome back to Premeditated Parenting. I'm your host, Naomi. And I don't know about you, but the most exhausting days I've experienced as a parent haven't been the sleep-deprived days or the busy sports days, but the most exhausting days I have experienced are the days we have ridden the emotional roller coaster. The most emotional time frame in our house has been about two to six years old as kids are developing their communication skills and learning to navigate their emotions. Often, the emotion indicates something else is going on. Emotions are like the check engine light in your car. This sensor tells us something is wrong and we need to take time to investigate. I can typically tell the days that the boys are lacking sleep, proper nutrition, or even when they are missing time with dad. The lack of quality time with important relationships can definitely affect us emotionally. All over the internet and social media, we have been bombarded by the messages of validating feelings and emotional intelligence. So the question we are posed with as parents is, do we validate feelings? Should we allow our kids to be consumed by their feelings? Remember, our goal is to raise responsible adults. Adults who are driven by their emotions are often reckless and can be a danger to themselves and society. One area we see this most commonly is road rage. Here are just a few road rage stats. 30 murders annually are linked to road rage. 66% of traffic fatalities are caused by aggressive driving. In the last 10 years, there has been an increase of 500% in reported cases of road rage. Wow, adults cannot live this way. If we are swayed by our emotions, then we would not be successful as citizens. Naming and recognizing feelings is not the same thing as validating our feelings. Validating feelings gives those emotions authority over our actions. We do not want to be driven by our emotions. We want our moral and emotional compass to be driven by the Holy Spirit. We need to be teaching our kids about self-control and following the fruits of the Spirit. This means that our behavior and our feelings are not mutually exclusive. They cannot go hand in hand. Sometimes what we feel is not truth. Now, I'm not suggesting that we teach our kids to stuff their emotions down and ignore them. Sometimes our emotions are there because there is some sort of trauma that needs to be addressed professionally, and it's important that we do not neglect that and we get that taken care of. Parents, moms, and dads are a safe place where we can offer compassion and grace as we guide our kids and give them the tools to handle their emotions, not be handled by them. Remember last time we discussed discipline and the role of a parent is similar to a coach? We are the ones who are responsible for training our kids about the rules of life. We want to prepare them to walk an upright path. So how do we provide tools and resources that are available to us? Well, of course, first and foremost, the Bible. Taking time for yourself to get grounded in the word and spending time with him will give you wisdom so that you can handle these emotional outbursts from your children without getting tangled in it yourself. Giving our kids biblical literacy is also going to help them on their journey with navigating and controlling these emotions. The Bible gives us tools to be able to navigate our emotions. Philippians 4, 6 through 9, I'm sure you know it very well, but let me read it to you. 
Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made to, known to God. Let the peace of God, which per- surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence, and if anything is worthy of praise, dwell on these things. These things you have learned and received and heard from me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. So right there, this passage instructs us to pray and ask God for help and to have thanksgiving. Gratitude is a big helper to change our attitude. So one thing I do when things get emotionally rocky is I try to help my kids think of five things they're grateful for, and then we ask God for help. Usually this helps calm down the situation, and then we can talk about what happened, help the process of responding to the situation in a better way next time. Proverbs 20 verse 3 says, It is to one's honor to avoid strife, but every fool is quick to quarrel. Teaching our kids to restrain themselves when they are angry is important. We have all heard the verse, do not sin in your anger. This comes from a section in Ephesians 4, which is instructions for how a believer should live. It says, you were taught with regard to your formal way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires. Okay, let's pause really quick. Remember that sometimes our feelings are not grounded in truth. Oftentimes, they come from lies. Okay, let's continue. Verse 23, to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor, for we are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. Anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work, doing something useful with their hands that they may have something to share with those in need. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building up others according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption." Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ, God forgave you. This passage is a reminder that we must allow the Holy Spirit to transform our mind and our hearts. Allowing our emotions, particularly anger, to control us gives the devil a foothold. Being controlled by anything other than the Holy Spirit brings about corruption. And in each of these passages, we can see that surrendering our emotions to the Holy Spirit brings peace and harmony to our relationships. Spending that time digesting God's word is a huge part of anchoring our emotions. And giving that skill to your kids is a great way to help them gain control over their emotions. Our emotions need to be kept in check by the truth revealed to us by the Holy Spirit. Another resource I have is a box of books by Diane Ulber called A Little Spot of Emotions. There are eight books that focus on different emotions and give tools on what to do when those emotions get out of hand. 
These are great to read with your children when things are not escalated and heated. The brain functions better in learning and growing when the environment is calm. Logic can take place more easily. These books offer some basic help when emotions get out of control. For example, for anger it reads, your anger spot can show up when you are feeling frustrated, afraid, or hurt. When you are calm, it is easier to manage with this manage this strong emotion. I know of a special trick to get your angry spot to calm down. Want to see? Let me see your hand. Now imagine four red spots are on your fingers and one green spot is on your thumb. Now repeat after me. Count the spots from one to four. Tap, 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 and tap once more. Now fill your lungs with peaceful air and coat your spots with love and care. This is a great tool to use with your littles and read with them so that in those intense moments, you can bring them back to these tools and help them navigate those big emotions. You can find these books online, and I'll be sure to post the link in the description of today's episode. Remember, we are focused on the long-term vision to raise responsible adults. Think about when your emotions are high and you're trying to get through them. We use similar tools, God's Word, prayer, gratitude, reading, and deep breaths to get us through. Oftentimes, we experience a great flux of emotions when there is something going on to cause us anxiety or fear. I want to remind you of this verse in 1 John 4, 18. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. When we are experiencing fear, it is important that we know this is not from God. Usually, it is not truth, but lies that come from the enemy. God is a good father, even more than we are good parents. We love our children and want to provide them with truth and not fear. When we show them love, we can heal their fear and provide peace. And lastly, giving your kids the power of literacy. This can help kids going through emotional turmoil to process those emotions and even heal. Reading can provide a way of escape. Reading is powerful and develops imagination, compassion, and empathy. Speaking of reading, I'm excited to announce that I will be sharing my interview with Jennifer Dillon. Jennifer is the founder of Southern Arizona Book Heroes. This nonprofit partners with local first responders to provide books to children involved in traumatic situations. I hope you tune in. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of Premeditated Parenting. Join me next time as we discuss the importance of education. I'm your host, Naomi. Naomi.